Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Ram Gold. Hi, and today we're going to Yavamas Daf beginning the thirteenth parak Beishamai. So the three daf's are going to focus on number one. The opening mission of the thirteenth parak brings four malchokasim between Beishamai and Beisilo regarding Mun. Beishamai say Ema El Arusos. We may only arrange Mun for Arusos, but Beisilo say Arusos Vinasuos. Mun may be arranged for Arusos. And Nesuos. Rav Yudah said in the name of Shmuel that Beishamai's reason is because no Tanai is binding with the Nesuin involving an adult woman. Rashi explains that if one made a Tanai at the time of Kedushan and that Tanai remained unfulfilled at the time of Bia and Chuppah, we assume that the Tanai was forgiven and is no longer in effect and the Nesuin is valid. If a minor who is fully married is permitted to perform Miyun, People will come to think, yesh tanai benesuin, that a tanai is still binding with regard to marriage of an adult woman, since it looks as if the minor's marriage is being annulled because of some tanai that was not fulfilled. Basil are not concerned, for they say, People know that the marriage of a minor girl is only the rabbanin, and that it's annulled through miyun. The Gemara brings three more interpretations of the machlokas. Point number two, Rav said, if a minor Yavama did mun to one brother, she's prohibited to the other brother. This is comparable to when a Yavama received a get from one brother. She becomes prohibited to all the brothers. But Shmuel said, If a minor Yavama did mun with one brother, she is permitted to the other brother. This is not similar to a Yavama who receives a get. For in that case, it's the Yavam who's giving the get. Whereas here, in regard to mun, it's the minor who's doing the action and saying, I do not want you and I do not desire you. This implies that she's saying, I do not want you, but I do want your brother. Ravasi said, That if she did mune to the Yovam, she's still permitted to him. This is not because he holds that her mune cannot refuse his Zika, and that the Zika still remains intact after she did mune. Rather, it's a case of two Yovamim, and the reason why mune was not effective is, because mune cannot be affected by refusing half a Zika. Doing a mune to one of the two Yovamim constitutes a mune for half a Zika, and is not valid. And point number three, the third Malchokas in the mission was regarding whether Mion must be done before the husband. Beishamai say it must be done before him, and Beishamai say it can also be done not in his presence. It was taught in a bright that Beishamai said to Beishamai, Did not the wife of Pishon, the camel driver, perform Mion not in his presence, and it was valid? Beishamai answered, Pishon the camel driver measured with an upside-down measure, meaning he was destroying his wife's mulug property. Therefore, the Rabbanan measured Rehim in an upside-down measure, meaning they dealt with him the same way. Since Pishon did not follow halacha and destroyed his wife's property, the Rabbanan accepted his wife's mune, even though it was not done properly. When they were asked how she could perform mune, since the husband only has the rights of the nixim alug, after Nesuah, and Beishamai does not permit Nesuah to do Mi'un, the Gemara answers, They knotted him with two knots, meaning they granted a double dispensation to his wife. So once again, the three points are number one. The opening mission of the 13th barrack brings four Machlokazim between Beishamai and Beishamai regarding Mi'un. Beishamai say, We may only arrange Mi'un for Arusos, but Beishamai say, Arusos Vinesuos. Mi'un may be arranged for Arusos and Nesuos. Rav Yudah said in the name of Shmuel that Beishamai's reason is because no Tanai is binding with the Nesuin involving an adult woman. Rashi explains that if one made a Tanai at the time of Kedushan and that Tanai remained unfulfilled at the time of Bia and Chuppah, we assume that the Tanai was forgiven and is no longer in effect and the Nesuin is valid. If a minor who is fully married is permitted to perform Miyun, People will come to think, yesh tanai benesuin, that a tanai is still binding with regard to marriage of an adult woman, since it looks as if the minor's marriage is being annulled because of some tanai that was not fulfilled. 
Beisil are not concerned, for they say, People know that the marriage of a minor girl is only the Rabbanin, and that it's annulled through Miyun. The Gemara brings three more interpretations of the Machlokas. Point number two, Rav said, If a minor Yavama did Miyun to one brother, she's prohibited to the other brother. This is comparable to when a Yavama received a get from one brother, she becomes prohibited to all the brothers. But Shmuel said, If a minor Yavama did Miyun with one brother, she is permitted to the other brother. This is not similar to a Yavama who receives a get. For in that case, it's the Yavam who's giving the get. Whereas here, in regard to Miyun, it's the minor who's doing the action and saying, I do not want you and I do not desire you. This implies that she's saying, I do not want you, but I do want your brother. Ravasi said, That if she did Miyun to the Yavam, she's still permitted to him. This is not because he holds that her Miyun cannot refuse his Zika and that the Zika still remains intact after she did Miyun. Rather, it's a case of two Yavamim. And the reason why Miyun was not effective is because Miyun cannot be affected by refusing half a Zika. Doing a Miyun to one of the two Yavamim constitutes a Miyun for half a Zika and is not valid. And point number three, the third Malchokas in the mission was regarding whether Miyun must be done before the husband. Beishamai say it must be done before him and Beishamai say it can also be done not in his presence. It was taught in a bright that Basil said to Beishamai, Did not the wife of Pishon, the camel driver, perform Miyun not in his presence? And it was valid? Beishamai answered, Pishon the camel driver measured with an upside-down measure, meaning he was destroying his wife's mulug property. Therefore the Rabbana measured him in an upside-down measure, meaning they dealt with him the same way. Since Pishon did not follow halacha and destroyed his wife's property, the Rabbanan accepted his wife's mune, even though it was not done properly. When they were asked how she could perform mune, since the husband only has the rights of the nixim alug after Nesuah, and Beishamai does not permit Nesuah to do mune, the Gemara answers, Trey Avdube. They knotted him with two knots, meaning they granted a double dispensation to his wife. All right, so now we go to Simidov Kuzain, and this one was suggested to us by Baruch Aleph from Baltimore, as well as Kobe Melkin from Yishalayim. They both suggested kuzain is couscous, which are small balls of steamed semolina, which is served typically with a stew, like a Mediterranean dish. So couscous is our simon. So here goes. The waiter serving couscous after a chuppah was shocked when the kala katana did miyun while throwing couscous at her chasen. And unlike a get, she actively said, making her chasen, the camel driver, so mad that he needed to be tied with two knots. Once again, it's motion. The waiter serving couscous, couscous, that must mean one duff, Kuzayan. The waiter serving couscous after a chup was shocked when the Kal Katana did Miyun while throwing couscous at Rochasim, which reminds us the opening mission of the 13th parish brings four Machlokasim between Beisham and Beisil regarding Miyun. Beisham may say, el arusus. We may only arrange Miyun for Arusus, but Beisil will say, Arusus Vinusus. Miyun may be arranged for Arusus and Nusus. But you said in the Mishmur that Beisham's reason is, Refisha ain't Tanai Binusun, because no Tanai is binding with a Nusun involving an adult woman. If a minor who's fully married is permitted to perform Miyun, people will come to think that if Tanai is still binding with regard to marriage of an adult woman since it looks as if the minor's marriage is being annulled because of some Tanai that was not fulfilled. Basil are not concerned for they say people know that the marriage of a minor girl is only the Rabban and that it's annulled through Miyun. Three more interpretations are brought for this Malchokas.
So the waiter serving couscous after Chuppu was shocked when the Kalakatana didn't mean while throwing couscous at her chasm. And unlike a get, she actively said, which reminds us, Rav said, if a mani Yavama did mean to one brother, she's prohibited to the other brother. This is comparable to when Yavama received a get from one brother, she becomes prohibited to all the brothers. But Shmuel said, if a mani Yavama did mean with one brother, she's permitted to the other brother. This is not similar to a Yavama who receives a get, for in that case, it's the Yavam who's giving the get. Whereas here, in regard to Mion, it's the minor who's doing the action and saying, I do not want you, and I do not desire you. This implies that she's saying, I do not want you, but I do want your brother. Ravasi said, that if she did Mion to the Yavam, she is still permitted to him. So the waiter serving couscous after a chuppah was shocked when the Kala Katana did Mion while throwing couscous at her chasen. And unlike a get, she actively said, making her chasen, the camel driver, so mad that he needed to be tied. With two knots. Which reminds us, even though Beishamai hold that Mun must be done before the husband, the Rabbanan permitted Pishon, the camel driver's wife, to do Mun not in his presence, because he behaved improperly and destroyed her nixim elug. When the Gemara asks how she could perform Mun, since the husband only has rights in the nixim elug after Nesuah, and Beishamai does not permit in Nesuah to do Mun, the Gemara answers trade Kitri Abdubay. They nodded him with two knots, meaning they granted a double dispensation to his wife, and also had her do Mun even though she was a Nesuah. So once again, the waiter serving couscous after a chuppah was shocked when the Kal Katana did mune while throwing couscous at her chasen. And unlike a get, she actively said, making her chasen the camel driver so mad that he need to be tied with two knots. All right, now it's time to go to our four blabach chazara. Daf Kuf Kimmel. So the similar Daf Kuf Kimmel is Yerushalmi Kugel. So here goes. The amputee Yavam, who put a large Yerushalmi Kugel on his lap, Yerushalmi Kugel, that must mean we're on Daf Kuf Kimmel. The amputee Yavam would put a large Yerushalmi kugel on his lap to ensure the Chalitza's shoe would only go on his lower leg, which reminds the Mishnah Daf Kufa of Ahmed Av stated that if Yavam removed the shoe, Minar Kuvalamata Kashera, from the knee downward, the Chalitza is valid. Minar Kuvalamala Basua, from the knee and above, it's an invalid Chalitza. This indicates that even though the word regal literally means foot, it can be understood to also refer to the leg. So the amputee Yavam would put a large Yerushalmi kugel on his lap to ensure the Chalitza's shoe would only go on his lower leg, told the Yavama named Yael, standing next to a snake, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan said, referring to the incident of Yael and Sisra, Sheva be'ilus ba osu rashi yom, that rashi performed seven acts of relations with her on that day. The Quran explains the kashadib azuhuma, that he cast impurity into her. But Rabbi Yochanan said that the moment the nachash seduced Chava, it cast impurity into her. Yisrael shamdu har sinai, paska zuhuma son, when Kaisal stood at har sinai, their impurity was stopped and they returned to their original pure state. The impurity was not stopped from the idolaters, and that is what was cast into Yael. So the amputee Yabam would put a large Yerushalmi kugel on his lap to ensure the chalitza shoe would only go on his lower leg, told the Yavama named Yael, standing next to a snake, that she could not use the sandal mucha from the house with saras because it's considered already pulverized. Which reminds us, Rapapi said in the name of Rabbi Mome, not do chalitza with a sandal muskar, a shoe that was confined due to the possibility that it has saras, but if one did, the chalitza is valid. With the sandal muchlat, a sandal that has been confirmed to have tzeras, chalitza is a pasula, the chalitza is invalid. Rashi explains that since the shoe must be burned, it's considered already pulverized, which means that the shoe is viewed as lacking the minimal size required for chalitza. But Papa said in the Morava that if one did a chalitza with a sandal muchlat, the chalitza is still valid. Daf Kuftalad, so this in Daf Kuftalad is a code. So here goes. The covert basin that performed a chalitza at night used a code, code, that must mean more on Daf Kuf Dalet. 
The covert basin that performed the chalitza at night, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, the chalitza performed at night is kasher, but Rabbi Lazar rules it's pasula. The Gemara seeks to define what the Malchokas is based on. It concludes, Mar Savar Chalitza Ketchilas Din Damya, or Mar Savar Chalitza Gemar Din Damya. Rabbi Lazar holds that a Chalitza is compared to the beginning of a trial and is therefore invalid if done at night. The Tanakama holds that Chalitza is comparable to the conclusion of a trial and is therefore valid if performed at night. So the covert basin that performed a Chalitza at night used a code made of saliva to tell the Yavama that she had to do the essential acts of Chalitza and spit, which reminds us, if the Yavama removed the shoe and recited the Pesukim but did not spit, Rabbi says the chalitza is invalid, but Rabbi Kiva says the chalitza is valid. Rabbi said the Rabbi Kiva, the Pasuk and the Parsha of chalitza says, so shall it be done, which implies that anything that is in an action is essential. Therefore, if the Yavama does not spit, the chalitza is invalid. Rabbi Kiva said Rabbi Raya, from there you bring a proof. The Pasuk says, so shall be done to the man, which implies, which implies, Anything that is in action involves a man is essential. This excludes the spitting, which is done by the Yavama. So, the covert basin that performed the chalitza at night used a code made of saliva to tell the Yavama that she had to do the essential acts of a chalitza and spit, while the Elam, who could not perform chalitza because he was not fit to speak, stood outside to guard. Which reminds us, the chalitza of an Elam and Elamis, a mute man or a mute woman, is invalid, and the first part of a Mishnah, which rules that chalitza is valid even when there's no Kriya, Follows the opinion of Rabbi Zer, who said, Regarding any mincha that's fit for blending, blending is not essential to it, and the mincha is valid without the blending. And any mincha that's not fit for blending, blending is essential, and not blending the ingredients invalidates the mincha. Similarly, if the Yav and Yavama are fit to speak, the actual Kriya is not ma'akev to the Chalitza. But if one of them are not fit to speak, the Chalitza is invalid. Daf Kuf Hei, so the similar Daf Kuf Hei, is a Russian hacker. So here goes. The Russian hacker, Russian hacker, that must be more Duff Kufay. The Russian hacker who came from a family whose members died young gave a hacking class on learning and chesed, which reminds us, Rabbi said that the sin of Beis Hale cannot be atoned for by carbon or mincha of a miskaper who Torah, but it can be atoned for with Torah learning. Abai said it can be atoned for with acts of chesed. Rabbi and Abai were both descendants from the house of Eli. Rabbi, who engaged in Torah learning, lived 40 years. Abaya, who engaged in both Torah and chesed, lived for 60 years. Abai said that the Riochim and Zaka was informed that there was a family in Yushalayim whose members would die when they reached the age of 18. He suspected they were from the base alien, told them, go and engage in Torah and live, which they did. So the Russian hacker who came from a family whose members died young gave a hacking class on learning and chesed. And when he discovered a diagram of a person praying looking down, while his words floated up, which reminds us there was a Malchokas based on Psukim, whether one should dub with their eyes downward toward Eretz Yisrael or upwards toward Shemaim. When Mishmael Rabbi Yossi heard what was being discussed, he said that his father Yossi had said one of Dovins needs to direct his eyes downward and his heart upward so that one can fulfill both Psukim. The Marshal explains that Yossi held that most of the Shekhinah left Eretz Yisrael after the Churban, therefore one's thoughts should be directed towards Shemaim, but since some of the Shekhinah remains in Eretz Yisrael, his eyes should be directed downwards towards it. So, the Russian hacker who came from a family whose members died young gave a hacking class on learning and chesed. And when he discovered a diagram of a person praying, looking down while his words floated up, a heavy set rabbi slowly walked to the front of the class. Which reminds us, the Gemara relates the exchange between Abdan and Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi when Rabbi Shmuel, who was heavy set, entered Rabbi Shir, and it appeared as if he was stepping over the heads of others who were already seated. Later, Rabbi Shmuel clarified to Rabbi that his father, Rabbi Yossi, 
ruled based on the word ish in the Pasuk that the Yavam must be an adult, but a woman can be an adult or a minor to perform Chalitza. Dav Kufav, so the Sim Dav Kufav is a tightrope walker walking a fine line. So here goes. The tightrope walker, tightrope walker, that must be our Dav Kufav, walking a fine line. The tightrope walker walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing chalitza, which reminds us it was taught in a bright, so chalitza mutes kashera, a mistaken chalitza is valid. And Rabbi Yochan explains this is wherever they tell the Yavam, perform chalitza with her on condition that she'll give you Masaim Zuz. Where she clarifies that making an act contingent on a condition is learned out from the Tanai B'nei God and Reuven. Since that act was made possible through a shaliach, referring to Yeshua, so to the act must be possible to carry it out through a shaliach. Since chalitza cannot be performed through a shaliach, it cannot be made conditional based on a Tanai. Therefore, the chalitza is valid even though the Yavama did not fulfill the Tanai. So the tightrope walker who walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing chalitza was dismayed when all he found was a chalitza document with the entire parsha on it. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses how the psukim are written in the chalitza document given to the chalitza. Abai holds that since the parchment was not scored, only the beginning of each pasuk could be written on it. Rush explains that a parchment that's not scored cannot have four consecutive words written on it, since one may only write psukim as part of an entire Sefer Torah. Marzut would score lines in the parchment and write the entire parchment of a chalitza on it. In the case of a chalitza document, the kavanah is merely for a sipur dvarim to relate the chalitza procedure, and it has no kedusha. And since it's written for the mitzvah, it's permitted to write the whole parsha. So the tightrope walker who walked across the tightrope to get the money he was promised for doing chalitza was dismayed when all he found was a chalitza document with the entire parsha on it, and then almost fell off when the yavama unstilled spit towards her short yavam, and the wind carried the spittle. His way. Which reminds us, Abai said, if the Yavama spat and the wind carried the spit away before it reached the Yavam, she has not accomplished anything. This is because we require the fulfillment of the Pasuk, but Yarka and she shall spit before him, which implies that the spit must come before the Yavam. Therefore, if he's tall and she is short, and the wind carries away the spit, Eka there is the fulfillment of spitting before him. But if she is tall and he is short, and the wind carries away the spit, we require that the spittle first reach level with his face and then go away with the wind. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.